You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Understarters Orders Entry Festival podcast. Uh, joined by two other members so far tonight. Declan's had a power cut, so welcome, Steve. Hello, Steve. Oh, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, good. Good. Out the shower, fasting. Really struggling for time. <laughs> I've been out about two minutes. We'll pick some winners, don't you worry. And let's also Literally. bring the Andy in. Hey, lads. Here we go. All right, Andrew. I nearly did this from my bed. <laughs> you that tired? Oh, he's that tired. Yeah, I think Declan finally paid his power bill there, so he should be coming on now. Any second. I think with Vodafone earlier, funny enough. <laughs> Over what? Very, very unlike the Irish to lose Irish lose internet connection, isn't it? It's like to tell you, you lost internet connection to Cheltenham preview. And yeah, I did actually. Yeah, that was very strange. I don't know what was happening. It was trying to connect me to an Ethernet cable. That was very strange because I don't connect to Ethernet. Just use the Wi-Fi. There we go. Oh, so what are we drinking tonight, boys? Anything? Nice warm cup of tea. Oh, dear. Yeah. Is there only me on the Jack and Coke? You'd want a few Jack and Coke to get through. <laughs> so he's got to work. Nice You'd want a few to get through this card for the, the Thursday card anyway. You're probably going to want a few Jack and Cokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right, we will. Right, well, uh, let's kick off the podcast. Uh, we're going to kick off with uh, the very first race on the card on Thursday, which is the Manifesto Novices Chase. It's a grade one. Um, let's just pull up the betting here from Skillbet. Uh, they've got Hitman here at 5-2, to two, Fusil Raffles at 3-1, to one, Shunter 7-2, Eldorado Allen at 7-1. to one. Uh, 72 bigger the remainder. Remember to sign up for skillbethq.com and use the code USOBET10 and get yourself a free £10 bet for that. They're also this week with the Masters on. They are paying eight places at the Masters. Um, so get your bets on for the Masters. Who do you fancy for the Masters, boys, before we get into this? Anyone? Are you into your golf? I think Kepka's a big price. I know he's been out for me. He's had a few injuries, but 28 to 1 if he's. Wasn't his wasn't his knee hanging off up until last week? He only he only got surgery, didn't he? Who was Andy? Sorry, Kepka was was did he not just come off of a knee surgery or was that someone else? Yeah, he, he's had a few problems. Yeah, um, even Spieth Spieth won his first tournament in four years, I think. So. Yeah, I I guess at the golf, I just like I back the Australians. There's always There's one no of them up there. Anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. As you get 10 to 1 the field now, a few rags, but they're all seeing 10 of them between 10s and 20s. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I'm happy with drawing Drew. I drew Bryson the Jambo in the in the sweep, so we're happy with that. Um, another big thank you to everybody. Thank you for purchasing your tickets for the charity raffle, which will happen on Friday, and we'll draw all the names out of the hat for which you which runner you have in the national. So thanks very much for that. Um, a few people have joined us. Lee, Lee's asked, where's Declan? He's had a power cut, Lee, so he'll be with us eventually. Richard, Reggie Williams, hello, Richie. And Lauren has joined us, uh, even though she's um, got that job interview tomorrow. So good luck with that, Lauren. Um, let, yeah, let's kick off, boys. Let's kick off. What do we fancy for this first race on Thursday's card? The Manifesto Novices Chase. Hitman has looked impressive for the Nichols team, hasn't he? Would you say that, Deck? Uh, Deck. He's not even here. And Deck. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, he has. Um, I think it might be a bit unfair to judge him on, on that uh, silly oils run when he fell. I think it's maybe Shamblu put his jumping under a bit of pressure, but he did a fine at Newbury, although he was 7-1 to one on. Andy, Andy, hold on, hold on, Andy. Wait, I'm just going to have to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. Easy, yeah. Easy, baby. Put a couple of pence in the meter then. <laughs> at least he's made it. That's the main thing. All right, That's mate. Andy's just talking about a uh, hitman in the very first race. Off you go, Andy. Yeah, so like he, he did a fine at you know seven to one on at Newbury, but like he did fall in his other attempt at Grade One Company last time out in the Silly Oils, and then he ran fine behind All Mankind at Sandown prior to that. Five to two is probably a bit skinny. Um, Fusil Raffles, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. He's a he's a nice horse. Don't get me wrong, but you know this is a subpar Grade One, so he probably would have his chance here. Um, El Dorado Allen, like I, I think one of the lads stuck something there in in the chat about him. Like he was beaten twelve lengths by Shishkin, and the handicapper gave him an extra three pounds to go up to one five two, uh, which just makes absolutely no sense to me because he actually Shishkin actually improved further by him, um, and it was, you know, it was like it really just makes no sense to me here. Phoenix Way, I think, would be getting trained for the staying handicaps next season. Um, the Shunter. Funny enough, he be um he actually beat Enjoy Dallin in his beginners or in his um in his beginners chase and enjoyed Enjoy Dallin actually was placed in the Irish National, so that was actually pretty good for him and obviously won the handicap uh handicap chase at Cheltenham uh, last time out. But this is a this is a race where it's kinda hard to to kind of latch on to anything. They're they're all of similar ability and and you know they're all kind of similar rated. There's I think there's seven pounds eight pounds between the the seven runners the lowest being 145 the highest being 153 and the one i'd take a chance on because he's on such an upward curve is david pipes umbergado Um, i thought he did it well at newbury and handicap company last time out and he's he's on an upward curve Um, he was he showed a battling attitude and he beat up the straight at fontwell as well and i think he jumps he jumps quite well he's quite versatile he's not a keen going sort you can kind of put him anywhere Um his rating of 151 might flatter him a little bit but then again i don't think there's many horses in this race maybe outside of the shunter who's already had a really really hard season that are kind of worth their rating so at 11 to 1 i'd, I'd side with umbergado uh, good for um place place prospects here even though there is the dead seven thanks very much Andy. what about stay in this one um i'm really keen on hitman chris um i still think that all mankind race back at sandown early in the years probably probably the strongest bit of form for me in this race El Dorado Allen he won the race where Gumball fell I think that was the race where Fusil Raffles pulled up Fusil Raffles still with that sort of question mark where he does throw in that odd odd dodgy run um Hitman the day he fell he was traveling best as well I just think we've we've not really seen the best of him yet I think he's been a bit unlucky in the grade ones he's running the shunter like uh I think the boys were a bit keen to take him on last time because I thought the Kelso run was a bit tough for him. Surely the Kelso, then the Cheltenham run is going to catch up with him. I think 4-1's a bit short and he's stepping up in grade. He's admirable, obviously, but um, he's had, like Andy just said, he's had a hell of a lot of runs this year. Um, quicker ground probably to contest with as well. Um, Umbregado, I do like him, like Andy says as well, but I just wonder whether he'd be a bit better with a bit more cut in the ground. Um, 
he's done, he's done a few of his races at Hayd up. I think you'll find it a bit more, uh, plenty quick enough tomorrow. But uh, for me, Chris, I like Hitman. I think five to two is quite a decent price. Excellent. Thanks very much. What about yourself, Declan, for this one? I like the two horses the boys like. Um, like, I, I think if, if you compare Umbergano to the Shunter coming out of handicaps, you know, I think Umbergano might be twice the price, is he, of, of the Shunter? Yeah, Umbergano's uh, in here at like 11 to 1, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I see 11s and then uh, the Shunter is 4 to 1. So, yeah, you're getting pretty dis triple the price, yeah. 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 Still bad. There's, there's obviously a bit of hype about the shunter and he is trained in Ireland and I, I think you're going to find it very hard to get some value about um, Irish trained runners in Britain for, you know, for the, the next 12 months anyway, maybe. Um, but yeah, he, he is quite likeable. I think he, he needed every yard of that trip the last day. Uh, it was it was two and a half miles as well, was it? Mm, yeah. And, and he was just, he was staying on up the street. I, I do like him. I, I like him. I don't know whether I I think he's going to win or I'm drawn to the bit of value about him compared to the Shunter. But, um, but I think the Hitman coming here, a five-year-old fresh, he's likely to improve. He's, look, he's probably a better horse, probably a higher quality horse than the Shunter in Umbulgado. Uh, he does set a decent standard. I thought that was a good second to all mankind. Um, in the Henry VIII, he fell in the in the silly oils, and you know that might not be a bad thing because he, he might have learned something, and he also didn't have to go through that slog. Uh, I, I do like the two, and we're probably falling on the hitman. I don't think there's too much to be in the race. You know, Fuser Raffles is constantly on that price. In in my opinion, uh, he was second in the marsh, but you know what what. What can you take from that marsh farm? It's probably going to be worse than last year's marsh, which we didn't think would happen again, you know. Um El Dorado Allen was second in, in the Arkles. I think I put up that message, Andy, where yeah, I, I don't know what happened with the ratings, but the handicapper went back to the Doncaster run, didn't he? When El Dorado Allen was second to, to find an extra couple of pounds but she's getting ahead of an argument, but look, that's why ratings can be ignored a lot of the time really you know unless they're in handicaps they're just they're just hot air aren't they like they're you know it's, it's usually the handicap or more than the horse and um, yeah. the that is an absolute spoofer like he was beaten by something up in scotland doesn't he yeah, yeah. he ran terribly at kelso yeah like you know he was the high horse at, at the at the start of the season He's done absolutely nothing. Um, no, I, I think, and you mentioned Phoenix Way. He's a bleeder. Yeah, he's he's he bled. I think I don't think he's bled this season. He's bled in prior seasons, but he, he fell last time. Now he's he's getting trained for staying handicaps next year. I, I would almost put the house on it. Um, yeah. Keeping him out of the three mile races. He'll he'll rock up in the Ladbrokes Trophy next season. Now unexposed as hell down the bottom. Yeah. I'd say, but yeah, so I'd be watching him. Just hope he doesn't come under pressure. He's filling buckets. Yes. Uh, yeah, look, I, I do like Umbregado, but I think the Hitman is, is probably a higher quality horse and he comes here fresh. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the one too, Hitman to beat Umbregado. Yeah, thanks for that, Deck. It's Hitman for myself. I think he's been targeted at this race. I think it's uh, a good price for him and I think he'll take a lot of beating in this one. 
Uh, let's move on to the next race on Tuesday, which is the Doombar Anniversary four-year-old juvenile hurdle. It's a Grade One here on Thursday. Here's we've got the bet in here with Skillbet. We've got Mom Morale. Just a shade of odds on there. Um, I think he's just pushed it out to even money. He's just told me so. Even money for Mom, Mom Morale. Adagio seven to four. He was uh, who had a great run at Cheltenham. He really did. And then twelve to one. By those, we're looking at the top two in the market here, aren't we, here, Declan? Sorry, Chris. I'm still miles away. Um, <laughs> Mom Morale. Yeah, he skipped Cheltenham and he's unbeaten and he has form. You can tie in with Adagio against Nassalem. Um like he's beaten by seven lengths, whereas Adagio's beaten him by, by two lengths, but oh, he wouldn't be taking it literally either. Adagio, uh, he was second in the triumph and it could well turn out to be a, quite a good triumph. Um, he's tough and he's underrated. He's still underrated. Um, I know he's only ran at, recently at Cheltenham and he, that was a hard race, was it? Wouldn't you say that? Quite a hard race. Yeah, I thought it was a decent race. It's 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 one of my least favorite races at the festival, but but he is tough. You know, yeah. he he may be able to take it. He may not be around for years and years because he's taken it at this age. But I think right now, like he looks like a tough animal, and he he looks like the sort of animal who just toughs it out. You know, I don't think there's going to be anything ever too exciting for him. And um, like really going through the rest of the field. You know, John Locke, Arthur Kempton, I suppose he's open to improvement. Uh, Paros, a lot of improvement needed. 5 and 20, his three wins at Musselbury, and, and Carlos Felix was 52 lengths behind him on one of those. It, it, it's it's all about the, the top two for me. And um, I'm, I've been a big fan of Adagio all season. Um, I thought he was a good value bet going into the, to the triumph. And he's probably a good value bet here again. Because we know what he's capable of, we know how good Adagio is. Whereas Mon Morale could be one of you know, I think he's wearing the same colors as Protector Ad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, double though. The, the Spielberg colors, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be Adagio for me. Adagio, um, Stephen, what do you fancy in this one, man? Um, and we've deckled away really. Like, Mon Morale was quite short here, and on the line through, um. The Salem and El Elham Valley probably should have should have been of Adagio, but unlike Adagio, he's he's not going up against the best from Ireland. And I actually think Adagio improved improved again in a triumph. Um, I'm really keen on him. Like, I know Deck has Deck's been on been with him all year, but um, my only worry would be he, he's been running on quite soft ground most of the year. Um, I just want I know it's. What's the official game? It's been saying good to soft all week. Is that still the case? Yeah, or? still good to soft. Yeah, we've had a bit of rain. Yeah. Like I say, I think Adagio's best run was last time. I think he actually improved from his three previous runs. Um, I won't be having a bet in the race. Five to four, 11 to 10. Is, but I just think it's, I think it's down to them too. And I think Adagio's the best, the best of the pair. Yeah. Uh, I was Casa Doble. I don't remember the Jim, the Jim Bolger that went to uh, Nichols. Why is he... He running that race at John Locke running. I was wondering whether uh, he was ever entered in this because I thought this would have been tailor made for him, but it was a real eye catcher in that uh, Adonis race. And I'm going off off the sink here a little bit, but um, we're going back to that show for me, Chris. I just, <laughs> just, just thinking out loud about Passa Doble, wondering, wondering what Paul Nichols is going to do with him. But, uh, well, probably wait till next year. Yeah, I think he'll probably rock. Unusual, you see Jim. Next Jim Bell just so raw as a four year. Yeah. 
Wasn't the one running over hurdles at Ferry House at the weekend an ex Bolger? Oh, an ex Bolger. Yeah, yeah. He ran with about four stone in the saddle at Rory Clary on him. Yeah. He was second, was he? No, he faded. Like it was all that dead weight. He hadn't yeah. a chance really. Like it, yeah. like a very difficult thing to do, you know. Yeah. Right. right. Um, Andy, you gonna make it as your clean sweep for us all? Um, no, unfortunately, oh. not. I'll actually think my morale will win this. I'm, you couldn't pay me enough to have a bet here, but um, the only like my morale is just too short to get really stuck into. But the only thing that comes in the back of my mind with Adagio is his worst performance. Um, which is probably a bit unfair because he was beaten by Duffelcoat, but it came off the back of just a, it came off the back of a quick turnaround. Uh, he won at Warwick and then it was he was quickly turned out for for Cheltenham. Now, obviously, this is is a slightly longer break, so he should shouldn't be as bad. And they kind of they didn't go a very quick gallop in the Triumph Hurdle as well, so he probably didn't have a, as hard a race as people think. Um, but Monmoral hurdled with real fluency and beat Nassalem kind of doing handstands at Haydock. And I think Nassalem would have came on for that run at Chepstow um, because he was a less experienced horse than Adagio. So for that reason, I think Monmoral will win um, because I think this was more his target, whereas Adagio has taken in Cheltenham. Um, but that's all I'll say about it. I, I wouldn't have a huge opinion on it. Yeah. So that is... Mon morale for Andy and all three of us are on Adagio. It was a difficult, it was a hard race, it was a tough race, but he has taken on the best that Ireland have give, has given him. Uh, Stats and I think he's comes here with great form. Um, so let's move on to the next one. It's the Betfair Ball next, grade one on Thursday. Let's bring up the betting for the Betfair Ball and skill bet with Stu has got Clander Zobo at five to two, waiting patiently at four to one. Native River five to one. Tiger Roll, the cross country winner, absolutely annihilated them there, didn't they? 11 to two. And eight to one bar those. Remember to sign up with skillbethq.com and use that code USOBET10 to get that £10 free bet. And let's start with you, Stephen, on this one. What do you fancy for the bet bet for a ball? Bet uh, it should be like a veteran's race, shouldn't it? Really? Um <laughs> <it's> a bit <laughs> harsh, really. Candice Lover's only known, isn't he? But um Candice Lover's been disappointing this season, he? apart from his, his seasonal uh, debut in a bet for chases. His, his jumping went to pieces in the King George under them, really strange, exaggerated hold-up tactics. Um, he's been beaten since in that Newbury race. I think he was odds on. Uh, I see he's drifted out to three, three to one. I suppose it's probably probably the right price. He's probably is more bomb-proof than some of these, but it just seems a bit skinny for me. Um, Wayne Patient, I still can't put my finger on him. Re regards trip, like... Is he two? Is he two? His best form was over two and a half, wasn't it? A few years ago. Don't know themselves. Yeah, he, he was running around Ascot and places like that, bolting up in races. Um, for, for a split second in the King George, I actually thought he was going to win after the last, but then I think the stamina, the stamina issue kicked in the last sort of furlong, furlong and a half. So I don't think this is what he wants at all. Um, Clondor Castle, I said before that run in the Brayton post chart, I said that said it had too much weight. I was completely wrong with that. He bolted up. Um, that would put him in a mix in this race. Tiger Roll, I've put two question marks alongside him. I don't know what to say or what to fix, to be honest with you. Have um, you noticed what Eddie O'Leary came out and said? He's not a grade one horse. And if he finished within 20 lengths of them, we'd be thrilled. He's not wrong. He's talking out of his arse, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's only one type of 
fantasy toy braces for the last three years to be fair like we all love him but when you get down into the nitty gritty of it he's won a unique race at entry twice and Mm. Yeah, he travels great, doesn't he? He probably travelled best in this for a long way, won't he? But, um, I don't know. We've got Native River, although his sort of best days are behind him, you know. And the fact he probably liked the ground a lot more testing, I sort of can't help myself having a having a couple of quid on him. Like, mm. I still can't believe he finished fourth in the Gold Cup. Like, I sort of stopped. I stopped watching him after a mile and a half. He was so he looks in so much trouble. So slow. But, um, yeah, not bad with Gold Cup, though. But his form around here ain't too bad. He's won twice and he's been third. And the day he was beating him, they, they admitted the last couple of fences. So, which, for an horse like him, that's a real negative, you know. Jumping's his game. But um, I think the ground's going to be too quick, I think. You know, it just looks a bit too long in the teeth. But if he was to put a gun against me, it, it, that would just be a sentimental bet. I, I couldn't back anything else with any confidence. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Andrew, what about yourself? Betway ball. Uh, oh, yeah, like it does. It looks like a veteran's chase, really. Like, um, I, I'd actually agree with Eddie O'Leary. Like, Tiger Roll, like the, the way I describe it is, you know, these would be some of the three mile chasers. These would be the Olympic divers, whereas Tiger, Tiger Roll would be the, the Red Bull X Games type of diver, you know, like he, he can do it, but it's a compl- it's a different discipline at the end of the day. Um, and look, it's it's a whole different kettle of fish running against these horses at level. He's never even ran in a grade one chase outside a novice company in his life. Or he, I don't think he's ever actually ran in a grade one chase. No, um, and he, he's starting at, at age 11. Um, it, like, he loves entry, don't get me wrong, but look, this is just a, a bridge way too far. It's, it's borderline unfair on the horse. But it's a fairy tale. Um, yeah, but the thing is about fairy tales is it's David versus Goliath, but in real life, Goliath usually wins and wins relatively easily. So I'd be happy to take him on. Um, waiting patiently and, and Clan de Zobo probably set the standard on the King George form, which isn't even that great. Um, you know, Mr. Fisher, he he is definitely worth a crack at three miles, but I think his best, I think he's, it might be fair to say that his best form is with cutting the ground. Yeah, I would, um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Going, with the Peterborough chase, like that was almost an anomaly, especially on RPRs. And, and like he was good that day, giving weight away. Um, and then he was completely putting his place in the Ryanair. But there's nothing of the caliber of Alaho, like in this race. Like if Alaho went to this race, or even if Kenboy, which what they should have done was just kept fresh for this race, he would have been yeah. money, I would have imagined. Yeah. Um, you know, he would have absolutely both when it last year, two years ago, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, like he, it's a, it's basically a free 84 grand for them. Um, mm. but they'd rather run seventh in a gold cup, but here's <laughs> what it is, whatever's people to their liking. But, um, yeah, look, Clondalk Castle comes here and he's rated 160. <laughs> um, and you know, he was beaten 12 lengths by Master Tommy Tucker, and then he beats um Eric LaRouge, um, oh. by two lengths. And he gets a mark of 160 now. Now, if he's a 160 horse and he's a 13 to 2 chance for the Betway ball, um, look, the, the staying division in England, it, it just shows you it's in absolute tatters on its ass. Uh, it really is. Like, I'd even I'd even go as far as say if, if because I don't see there's a lot, I don't see a lot of pace being on here. And because the ground is so quick, Native River's going to be going to the front here and probably getting scrubbed along after a mile. Now, he'll keep the gallop yeah. up, but something will go by him. And yeah. I could see Aso sitting on his coattails and going well for a really, really, really long way here. 
and um, he's really inconsistent and in and out but on his pick of his form he can mix it with the best of them on his day and and just not quite be a good enough but if if anybody likes to play on the exchange markets you could probably back him and lay him off in the when they're turning for home because he's not going to get home but he will give you a run for your money and um, yeah. i just think clan de zobo first time cheek pieces kept fresh for this race because connections sort of sensible light they, they know he doesn't get three and a quarter miles mm. um he, he turns up here uh probably trained to the minute for this race now i know he has to reverse the form but waiting patiently but i fancy him to do that um so with that said i'd be with clan de zobo here but it's 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 a really like it's a tentative selection because this is just not a race that excites me in any way shape or form yeah. the barbers uh jeb mason and sir alex ferguson could have a very good day of things tomorrow maybe um clan de zobo for myself as well declan you yeah clan de zobo like it, it's the run the last day at newbury that has me questioning where he is you know um i definitely think for a couple of years he, he was the best three mile chaser in britain and ireland uh, i think he was exceptional he he even he, he turned i think album photos first gold cup he turned for home traveling like the winner and just didn't get there and um, but over three miles he was very very good but he he does look to be on a downturn to me now Oh, you know the king george we can all question there's, there's no two ways about it brian to get brought on a great ride and we can all question the the guys in behind but you know he's a better horse than Frodo on isn't he it's he was certainly was a better horse than than Frodo on and i don't know it, it's just a sort of race where there's only negatives to be found in all these horses it's very very difficult like native river i know he came forth in in the gold cup and everybody you know fair play to him that was great but you know the three of them torn for home the rest of them were in a different parish it was a three horse race nobody cared to look back at where the rest of them were and and that's what you can do in gold cups if you can just outstay beating horses and if it's a less than vintage one you can go quite close but this wasn't this was a very very good gold cup and he i don't know what the official distance was but he might have been staying on getting a bit closer to them after they had they had raced and, and put the race to bed but he was nowhere near winning it and you know fair play to the horse for, for keep on going when he was getting scrubbed along he struggled to go with that early pace um i thought it was a really really good goal cup it was an exceptional goal cup uh but look, he, he was well beaten here this season and um, I, I famously said uh, thank Wait you. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful value. Um and, and he's and he came out and won the race, you know, it was homie hand out to be slapped there. I, I just can't see Native River winning this race. You know, I think he's won an entry before. Did he win as a novice chaser here? Yeah, he did two years yeah. ago, yeah. He yeah. won when Mike Boy fell as well. He had a freebie around the track, didn't he? It was in December time, was it? In the, the many clouds yeah, chase. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the many chase. He did, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's not for me. Waiting patiently, like second in the King George, and then they went back to two miles. <laughs> I, I, I think this is the trip he wants. The connections don't seem to know what sort of trip he wants. You know, apparently he was going for the Gold Cup after that run, and he decided to, to wind them up over two miles. So maybe having ran ran well in the king george and wound them up over two miles this is this might be more ideal for him like you know than, than the gold cup tiger roll is 
Andy's right. He's never gone. He's, you know, I think Steve said he he travels well. Like I travel well in the cross country race. You know, on it's boys. Like that, like they cut they box around. Yeah, but I, I think I think marks. he does as well. But like the national, if you enjoy it, they're loving along for a lot of the national. They're absolutely loving along and jumping. And and it's it's the good jumping that takes it out of the rest of them who are not enjoying it and, and he loves it, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't even think he's a great jumper, it just gets from A to B, doesn't he? It's just No, but he he but he does, like, you know, he, he goes at them and he jumps them he and pops. He just pops them. And that's all you have to do in the national is is you enjoy it and you love along and you keep going. I mean, you know, it's a bit like being away from the missus for the weekend, isn't it? It's like being on the stags or something. You're away, you're enjoying yourself. So you're not at work. That's the most important thing is you're not at work. You're not working. You're just having the time of your life, lobbing along, jumping around, you know. You're a stag do to how Tiger Roll runs. <laughs> yeah. I wonder will he do that when he retires. Can you bring him on the stags? Yeah. <laughs> Rad, like you did in Dublin when you jumped on that horse in the middle of the town centre. Like the one in Temple Bar. Yeah, one the Temple Bar stakes. Someone's asked a good question about real steel up there, Chris, and I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I just put that up before with Adam Gennard. Yeah. yeah. Well, get him, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, look, the Tiger Rod, he, look, He's a horse we all love, but he hasn't ran at any pace for a long time. I know he won the Boyne Hurdle. We touched on that last week, but you know, this is he's going into a, it. I know it's it's not a good race, but it, it is a grade one three mile chase, and he's never really gone this pace or, or he's you know taken on this task. And now Eddie O'Leary is right in what he says. I know, I know they're, they're shy talkers, the pair of the brothers, like you know, but. He is right. He doesn't have to come out and be so blatant about it, but I, I get what he's saying. Uh, Clondall Castle, he's won the handicap, but he couldn't live at Master Tommy Tucker. Uh, Mr. Fisher pulled up in, in the Ryanair. Like, compared a two mile five furlong chase to, to what should be, you know, this is a three mile grade one chase. Like, you know, it, it's the ball. Alaho would win this race, but you know what I mean? If you're getting pulled yeah. up in a run there, you shouldn't be mapped in this race. It, it is turned out to be to be less than vintage. So he's, you know, he wouldn't be for me. Real Steels, he was always inconsistent, but he looks totally gone at the game. I, I know, uh, him back to Willie. Yeah. Uh, Adam wants him to go back to Willie, but, yeah. you know, Willie's good. He's not Jesus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know this horse. He, he was always quite inconsistent, you know. He, he you know, his best run ever was probably in the Gold Cup, and you know, who would have thought he should have been running there? Uh, or I remember, I think I, I backed him for the the Powers Gold Cup at Fairy House a few years ago, and I think Boy the Rev won it. Like he he just he was he was running good race and throwing in stinkers, but he's only throwing in stinkers this season, and it's hard to see him being revitalised. He's just not, you know. I think as as Andy puts it, he's walked out. He still gets fed when he goes home, you know. <laughs> the winners. Selection uh, from deck. Sorry. Selection from you. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm rambling on. Um, when I got to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know. It's between Clanders Oval and waiting patiently for me, and I'll, I'll probably be swaying away waiting patiently, having been having uh, just just on Clanders Oval on more of a downturn, really. 
Do you think um do you think he needs a bit of a, a pace to aim at waiting patiently? Yeah, but he, he's he's gonna get some sort of pace here. But it, as well as that, it's there wasn't loads of pace in the King George. Hmm. Yeah, well I thought Frodon gave them something decent to aim at though. He even yeah, split I suppose. to get that here. It's getting coming coming around the bend by him, and he just sort of found something. Yeah, towards the end, yeah. I think if he had a better pace to him, he'd finish better. Well, maybe the fact he's, he's a two-and-a-half miler, he had more pace in the sprint, yeah. you know. And I don't know. I, I'll be, I'll be, it's, it's, I've no great opinion on the race. I'm picking holes in the mall and I've nothing yeah. to go. Yeah, that, that, and that's the reason he's going to win. It's more he might win. Because the other one is, is on it. I think Clan is yeah. probably on the down. Waiting wait patiently for me. Waiting patiently, Dak. Clan is for me, Steve. Yours? I think Clan is over as a more likely winner, but I'll, I'll go for Fairy Tail. <laughs> Make a river to fight back and gathering back in on the running. Yeah. Uh, Andy, for you? Uh, Clan Dark Castle, absolutely certainly. <laughs> oh, no, Marty, Marty, Marty Nelson. He's only uh, so in there. Uh, Andrew Martin and James Martin, they must have. Like they must have lost they must have had a game of truth or dare, and their dare was to enter military and in the, the Betway Bowl, was it? I'm sure you uh, ran it last week and was so, awful. Yeah, maybe they were hoping to pick up the three hundred quid for finishing ninth, but yeah, like, you know, there you go, I suppose. How much what's the entry fee for this race? Surely it's more than oh, that. More than that. So if it's a grade one. Uh, but anyway, um, no, it'd be, be Clan de Zobo for me. I, I don't think his effort last time out was as bad as people make out because he was giving weight away. Um, yeah. But it now was below par, don't get me wrong. But, hmm. but like, who isn't below par in this field? So I'd be going with Clander's elbow, but I'd be struggling to have a bet. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at this. Who's this here? What's Lauren saying? Where did we get this guy from? <laughs> Likening the poor old tiger to a stag day. No, I didn't, I didn't liken him to a stag day. I said, <laughs> you know, when you're running in the Grand National, it's like being on a stag day, you know. Have you yeah. never been on the stage and you're jumping garden walls? No, just me. Exactly. Right, the final race we're covering on Thursday is the entry hurdle, the grade one. Here's the betting for this. Nap of the meeting goes in this from me. Um, Abacadabas is seven to two. Jason the Militant, four to one. McFabulous, nine to two. Bruin up a storm, six to one. Sunk for someone, eight to one. And ten to one bar those. Um, let's start with you, Andrew. What do you fancy for this one, buddy? This is another race that kind of falls below par. Like there's no horses above 160 here. So this is essentially a grade two, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and look, it, it's um, it's it's kind of hard. All these horses have a similar ability. You know, some might be able to progress and go forward in the future. Um, Abacadabras, obviously, lovely horse. I'd love to own him. A uh, bit of a madman, but he's not getting this trip, surely. Um, I, like I know it's two and a half miles, it's a flat track, and all this people might say that. Oh, if he gets two miles of Cheltenham, you get the flat. <laughs> you get the flat two and a half miles. This thing, he'll he'll come to the last with a double handful and find nothing. Oh, um, don't so say it, this, I'm, Andrew. Yeah, don't no, I, he's not your nap, Chris, is he? Uh, he is my nap. Yeah. Oh my god, he wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't get two and a half miles in the back of a horse box. He doesn't get. honestly, like he's gonna. Jack Kennedy is gonna his his shoulders are gonna be torn from from his bones trying to yeah. keep this horse from, from running off. He has he has to relax. If he doesn't relax, that's the nap out the window. He'd be oh. he'd be Jack Kennedy will have a broken nose and severed shoulders from trying to hold if, on to this horse. If he's gonna get it anywhere, he's gonna get it round the entry. That's where he'll get it. He flicks off that surface and he'll love that surface tomorrow. 
It's still two and a half miles. Mm. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. You'll... Did Martin Royals win this race? Uh, wow. Did he ever win a grade one? Of course, yeah, he won a few great ones. He won a couple of Andrew. I know that. But I can't remember who was the Did Arctic Fire not beat him? Did he not? Did Arctic Fire not beat him or Jesky or someone? Super Sunday or something. Yeah, Jesky beat him. Arctic Fire traveling like a good thing came down at the last. Yeah, the year after he was second in the Supreme. Was that to Menorah, was it? Or Champagne Fever, was it? I can't remember. No, it's only power. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, but he was second to Champagne Fever. Jeski was toured in the Supreme. Any power. Well, anyway, I don't know what the word was. You're talking about two milers stepping up, but. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, with Perry. Any power. Well, Boover Dare won this race. No, Boover Dare's beat by Super Sunday. Oh, he might have, but he was beat by Super Sunday last time he tried. He did win this race, yeah. Is the Black won this race? No, two miles. Two Mentioning previous winners isn't going to pay the bill, so no, it's not. Continue. Abandon no, Jude the Frost ever go on this? Uh, no, no it didn't. Is. <laughs> <laughs> right, who was talking to? Andrew was telling us about how Abercadabus is not going to win this race. Yeah, it's how he's not going to get this trip. Um, brewing up a storm, who? Like, they didn't know if he was a chaser or a hurdler, or, or well, like, he's obviously a hurdler now. He beat Mac Fabulous last time out of Fontwell. There is a weight swing there. Um, I wouldn't trust him enough to be taken seven to one. Like, Boover there, since he got half a hurdle stuck in his hoof, hasn't, like, I don't know how he, he could really back him at 12 to one. Uh, Buzz could be interesting going up in trip, but, you know, he, like, he, he's 153. Like, I'd, what, I would have wanted him to maybe run a little bit better in the top handicaps off a big way. Um, Jason the Millicent would have been a certainty for this if it, if it rained. Um, like he, he was beaten, he's beaten out of sight by Asterian for Lange on his one run on kind of good ground. Like he, he was beaten 10 and a half lengths by Envoy Allen and a bumper on good ground as well, um, which wasn't a bad run by any means, but you would have to have ground concerns for him. Um, McFabulous, like. You know, it, he, he might reverse the form of brewing up a storm, but there might be just something better. Like, this has probably been a season's target now once we kind of found out he didn't quite stay the three miles at Newbury. So this is probably what Paul Nichols would have aimed him for. Um, but you'd be a brave man to still take the 11-2. to two. Um, Song for someone... I, I fancied him for the champion hurdle, and he got brushed aside by Goshen at Wincanton, and Connections decided to wait for this, which ultimately looks like the right decision. Um, he wouldn't have gotten anywhere near Honeysuckle. Um you know, like he's still only a six-year-old, and it he's probably is still on an upward curve. He he'll like the ground, uh, being a former flat flat rap, as what Deck would say. Uh, he by by Medician, so he he would have a great chance. I, I would imagine Silver Streak. He was disappointing in this race in twenty nineteen when he was um he was beaten by Super Sunday by about forty three lengths. But he's a much better horse now. Um. You know, like he was, he was beaten a fair way by Honeysuckle, but again, nobody was living with the mare that day. He tried to bring Honeysuckle along, giving her seven pounds, and look, there was no horse on earth that would have done it that day. Um, so you would forgive him that. And a 14 to 1, he is a big, big price. And um, Miller's Bank was very, very impressive as well. 
um, at Newbury last time out on really quick round. Now, he was only beaten Highway 102, so that wouldn't really be form that would make you turn your head, but he could be a little bit underappreciated as well. Um, like I'd love just to say that Jason the Militant is going to win this race, but the ground would be just a real concern for me. Um, favourite. He is, and he should be favour. Um, yeah, in my opinion, he, he really should be favour because, like, I know, like Petit Mouchoir, he was second in the county hurdle, and I know he disappointed last time out of Cork, but he was given Petit Mouchoir, I think, seven pounds at Ferry House, and that was a like that was a cracking effort because he barely came out of second gear to beat him. Um, like it would be between Jason the Militant and Song for Someone for me, and and I would lean very slightly towards Song for Someone solely because of the price. Yeah. Um, you know, at least he, he's a kind of like at nine to one, he's, he is a pretty fair price. I know it might seem a bit biased because I've been with him all year, but I've also been with Jason the Militant. Um, like I just think I'd just be way too concerned underground for Jason the Militant. Um, so with that said, it'd be song for someone for me. Um, but again, I'm not 100% sure I'll be having a bet. Yeah, Declan, what about yourself in this one? Yeah, look, well, I'm between I'm between the two as well, and I actually back both of them for in hurdle. So, you know, I, I think both of them have the stamina for this test. So, I, I can't really go against them. But I've I've been a big a bigger fan of Jason the Militant, I think, and I don't think entry ever gets as good as they say. You know, they can't they can't have entry getting too good. They water a lot of entry. They just can't have it getting too good because the antis will be up and down. You know, sometimes they may water too heavily at entry. It, it may not be advertised as, as much as it should be, but, you know, it, it never it never gets as firm as, as people think it does. Um, a song for someone, ignore the Wing Canton run. He never went to yard that day, and he's very, very dangerous, and he is a good price. And I think that the race around Ascot was two and a half miles, or it was nearly two and a half miles, and... Two three, yeah. Yeah, he was he was very very good that day. He jumped really really well. It, it's a match between them for me this race. And um, like Abbott, I was I'm looking at Reggie's comment there about talk, talking about you know who's in the breeding. I don't care if if Moses Kip the new he was on the damn side. And I mean he's not getting this. He doesn't get two miles. He he barely gets two miles, and he has to be delivered perfectly. He might get two miles with a fence, and that's why he should have run in the Arkell, but, you he know. back in the Supreme, though, wasn't he? Sorry? He was held up right at the back in the Supreme. Yeah, and he was outstayed up the hill. He might have hit the grip front too soon, but, like, I still don't. Yeah. I still, point still stands. I, I don't yeah, think no, I sort of agree, but I do, I do think there's, a little, there's definitely a chance he could get it. But. I mean, he's, he's yeah, two miles, he's, he doesn't get any more than than the two mile races he just doesn't get it he he never looks like he wants to go around again you know um the street goes off like an headless chicken and yeah not so sleepy he'll do the same then it, it could fall they won't stay either yeah they're gonna set it up they're gonna set it up for abacadabas he's the class he's awesome center, he's he's it's still two and a half miles no matter how you want to explain the track no matter what you want to say you know about the ground and, and what sort of race it is horses do be knackered Super Sunday walked over the line. I know the ground was bad, you know, but he was toured or something in the stairs hurdle. Horses to be knackered, you know. You, sometimes you see a runaway winner, like any power won this by, I don't know, 20 lengths or something. The rest of them are jumping up and down on the spot and behind. Two milers, mm. 
you, you have to be like, you know, Hurricane Floyd probably, he was a two miler who, who would have won this. He stayed very, very well. They don't all stay very, very well. And Abracadabras, if he stayed, if Abracadabras could stay further, he would have won more races. And he just doesn't is, stay. Is Abracadabras, the, is he a grade one performer, do you think? Not or a two miles, I'd say, really. Well, look, he, he can compete in them. He can compete in them. But has he won an open? He won the Margiana, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, but he would win more races. He would be, I suppose, it's it's unfair on the champion hurdle run where he, he fell at the tour. But look, I've always said he doesn't stay much more than two miles or any more than two miles. And I think he need, we need we, he needs to be over the fence for us to see the best of him over the trip. Uh, but Fabulous is it is a two and a half mile specialist, and I thought this would have been his race, but had to be beaten, you know, by a failed chaser at Fonkwell the last day. It was a bit of a high part, I, yeah, you know, very, very disappointing. That was very, very disappointing. Um, bring up a hype. <laughs> Is that a new, another new name for a horse? Yeah, I like that one. Uh, not so sleepy. That was a big, big run in the champion hurdle, and and not so sleepy's overpriced here again. Now I know uh, he's not going to get the trip, but you know he's a lot better value than Abercadabras, who's not going to get the trip, who has no chance of getting the trip. Not so <laughs> very, very well this season. That was a massive run in the champion hurdle. Uh, but yeah, look for me, it's it's a race. It's a it's a match between Jason the Militant and, and Sam for someone. And yeah, they're not. I, I, they're I, not. I, Go on, man. No, I'm just I, I, I'm 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 still undecided. I feel like I'm siding with Jason the Militant and seeing the money coming for him. You mm. know, like oh yeah, 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 he's going in. But Sam for someone is, is definitely the value. Do you know ignore his Wincanton run, but do not ignore him tomorrow. What price is he, by the way? He's, uh, he's eight, ten to one, is he? He's he's, he's nine eight. He's nine to one with Skillbat. Yeah, Andy do it each way. Uh, yeah. well, you hold up the Tokyo with him and Jason the Miller. <laughs> what are their numbers? Get the card out back. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It'd be a reverse forecast for me to tell down the rest of them. Well, no. I'm just hoping that you guys are wrong. You've been wrong before. You've been wrong before. This no, is the Irish horses. horses. No, I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't right that day. <laughs> Steve, what do you fancy for this, bud? Uh, I think the market's right. Like, uh, finally, right this morning, I looked at McFabulous as a three to one favourite. The market's obviously corrected itself. Um, it's a fascinating race, especially with the Abracadabra's question marks. Um, I spent all day sort of thinking of reasons. To, like with McFabulous, he was three to one favourite. He's he's been beaten three times in Grade Twos. He's now stepping up. Despite all that, he's probably the one also he's, the trip is sort of tailor-made for him. Um, but that front wheel run, it just it just gives you another question mark, doesn't it? Brewing up a storm beating, it's fair and square. Oh, I couldn't be backing that to win this. I sort of I sort of jotted down Blue Videra earlier, just because he's <laughs> he's the class angle in the race. Um although he was beating odds on Outside of the Haydock race with the four runners, it was on bottomless ground. He had a layoff after a niggle. But Andy just brought up a good point about Buzz. Um, he could be the one horse that might actually improve for the trip. If you go back to his run, the first run of the year at Foss Lass, it was behind Skirrell. 
Oh, you loved that. It was. It was. I think we all thought he should have won that day. He's. He's probably. He's a yeah. seven-year-old. It could be. It could be a bit of improvement against horses, which we, we just don't know what we're going to get from half of these. The top two in the betting may not stay. McFabulous has been beaten three times at grade two level. Brewing up a storm like Dexter's failed chaser, reverting back to hurdles. I just, I'm looking at the two Henderson horses, Chris. I think the pair of them are 12 to 1. I'd, I'd probably rather have a couple of shillings on them two than any of the top ones. Okay. Right. That's Stevens. Declan, you going for a reverse forecast in this? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's song for someone to beat Jason the Militant the other way around? Either well, way? Either. I'll take either. Or. I can't yeah. I can't split them. Um, so then you go with the bigger price deck. Yeah, yeah. No, I just go with both of them. <laughs> I just say, no, the first one, I can't split them. I think the two of them, it's, I think it's a match between the two of them. The rest of them are. Well, that's what you're going for too, isn't it, Andy? I'll do that bet, but I'm, I'll I'll be a bit more ballsy. I'll stick with song for someone. Uh, oh, Jason. With brewing up a hype to be tired. Brewing up a hype. Steve, what did you fancy with this one, bud? I said the two end of sources. Would you want one or? Yeah, give, give us. Well, if you want both of them, give them both each way, yeah. Uh, being good neck for the place part if you take both. Go for Boovedare. Yeah, he is in the race. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he's another failed chaser, isn't he? I think he actually yeah. I don't know if that's a bit unfair because he he was actually unbeaten over fences and then the champion hurdle, like someone let a nuke off and every every champion <laughs> hurdler that year just went by the wayside and Nicky just said yeah. Pull him out. Annie Powell got injured, didn't she? I think. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm joking. He was. Um. You know, any horse who wins two champion hurdles is, is very, very good. And they should have stuck him back over fences. Yeah. Now, yeah. Why not? Stick he, it. Like, imagine him off. What? Let's. What? Well, what's he rated over fences? Uh, one sector. One five one. Love him in one of those. Love him in one of those token veteran chases. <laughs> he'd, he'd like. He'd be great. One five yeah. one. <laughs> around eleven stone twelve beaten bleeding trees. <laughs> right, well, uh that sums up that race, doesn't it? Well, oh yep, Abacadabas nap in the festival, and you'll all be crying when he does get that trip. He, I'm positive he's gonna get that trip tomorrow with all that pace in it. So the only right, person that the only person that be will be crying be Jack Kennedy when he has to bloody get put his <laughs> arms and slings trying to hold the horse up. Go on, Jeff. Right, next one's the top novices hurdle. It's the red one on Friday's card. Let's look at the betting for this. Do start here at nine to four. Third time lucky at seven to two. Can't believe the price of that. Any news? Five to one. Agero, who's looked like a decent horse, um, bit of a quirky character at five to one. Belfast Banter, uh, one of the counter. He's coming here at eight to one for pleasure. He'll go off like the clappers, um, and also at eight to one. And who great he was. Kind of well fancy for Cheltenham, but just didn't show up at all at 11s. 22 to 1 bar those. Um, where do we want to go from this, Stephen? What do you fancy for this one, mate? What did you say? You can't believe which one's what press. Uh, oh, what was I talking about? Oh, a third time lucky. Can't believe it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were saying do so. Um, I think he's far too short, third time lucky. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I'm not sure what to make of that county hurdle, but it was a bit mm-hmm. of a mishmash. Ganapathy yeah. performed. <laughs> Andy's also looked like he wanted further. Um, was it you, you raised me up? Um, he returned lame. He returned, oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, he did, Jack. It came out that he, he actually finished lame, so uh, he had excuses. But no, you're right, he might might have wanted further, but it's yeah. unfair to judge it on that particular run, I think. Belfast Banter, he was calling a few names, I think, in a pass. He, sort of <laughs> he still is, I retain that. He was like he's the a last he's a yeah. um, Hukri ran, I think Hukri ran respectably in the uh, in the Fred Winter. I think up there all the way as well, which probably um, in the box round probably used up a bit too much juice. I'll keep it short and sweet, Chris. I, I, I like Dusa. I think it's a good bet. Uh, only race it once. Big Soaring Glory. Yeah. That's my bet fair hurdle. It sh- Soaring Glory shouldn't have run in the Supreme, but it did. Um, but I won't, I won't use that as to knock the form and still finish fourth. I think Dusa's a good bet. I think he'll win. I yeah, don't I know or any news. So I'll leave that to the boys. Yeah. McDoosite is a very special animal myself. Um, Declan? Ooh. I don't know loads about Doosart. I know he won on debut, beating Star and Glory, and he's obviously full of potential, but can I back a horse after one run just on his potential in, in the grade one? I don't know. So, you know, I would love to take him on. Fourth uh, time lucky, sixth in the county. Um, did he go a bit early, did he? Uh, possibly. It was a left in front. Um, it was left in front, really. It was travelling near the front, so he got left and then yeah. others passed him. He, he went early on a couple of horses, didn't he, Skelton? He, yeah, getting a bit he giddy, was, wasn't he? I think he was coming down the hill, seeing the stand going, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. Yeah. yeah and the ground started to rise. <laughs> um, Ejero, that hasn't proven to me much about his win, but he is open to improvement. I don't know a lot about a few of these. Uh, Annie Nails. We, we probably covered earlier on the season. He's done okay. Uh, he was second at Cheltenham in December. Um, he won seated at Kelso, the, the race that Moy Drogo won. I think uh, Belfast, Banters, Belfast Banters' form is probably a little bit disrespected here. Like I know he's won the county off bottom weight, but second to Echoes and Rain at Nice is not bad, is it? Seeing what she done the weekend. Yeah. Um, well, quite impressive. That was your nap, Chris, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was. big, big result that yeah. Yeah, uh, well done. Um, fifth in the Ladbrook as well. At Ascot. I don't think that forms to be sniffed at. Probably a little bit, little bit disrespected here. Um, for pleasure, Torden the Supreme uh, has beaten Tour Time Lucky. Another one who's probably a little bit disrespected here. Uh, who agree? I suppose Jeff Kidder. Builds at that form again, if improving, it definitely has a chance. But the one I like, and I think there's a lot of value about, is do your job. It was behind my Drogo at Kelso in that race that uh, Annie News un- unseated in. You know, the form is, is not bad. Second to Glen 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 We need Reggie on to pronounce this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that horse there, the one in the green. Uh, <laughs> And and beat Kadzan. I think that form is is decent enough. And you know, if improving for this better ground, um, improving for the spring, the bit of sunshine, I think do your job could be 
you know, there's there's not. I don't think there's loads to beat. I know we said a couple of them. They're, they're a little bit disrespected here with their their prices on their farm. Uh, Dewsard is all potential. I just think do your job is good value there. I I see um um Shield skill there. He's twenty two. He's twenty two to one. Twenty two to I, one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's decent enough value about do your job. So. Nice each way value there from Declan Andrew. Um, yeah, no, look, Dusart ran to an exceptional mark, I think, for his first ever race course run. Like, you know, he, he did beat Soaring Glory, and we know what he's gone on to achieve. And and to do that on his first ever start, like he he must be very good. Yeah. Um now this is a this is the step up again. Like it's nine to four. He's he's obviously missed time, he's clearly missed time, and we we know that. Um, he wasn't ready in time for Cheltenham. Like, it, like it's a big, big ask. Like he'd want to be a, a right one. Um, you know, he we we'd want to be thinking like championship potential. I feel to win this race. Now he could be, um, mm. but I wouldn't be taking nine to four. Did, did he run that, that mark? Mark? You know, I would. He would have ran. We're slagging off Mark T's horse again all the time. <laughs> yeah, but like we can even just look at the form. Like, like Soren Glory won a bet for Hurdle. Um, yeah, I know yeah. he was getting now. Soaring Glory was giving him, I think, six pounds with the conditions of the race, but like it, it was still just like the horse would have wouldn't have known a whole lot. Um, he, like any horse that sets foot in a race course is always going to improve for their second run unless they run a week later and there's a bounce mm -hmm. factor, you know. But like they're he's done he's he's done very very well, I think, to win first time up like that. Um, I just wouldn't be taking nine to four in a race like this. Um, Rashini is like, in the Bell family. Running in the uh, the family lines of yeah, it would be Simon Sig, wouldn't it? Simon Sig, yeah, I think yeah. it's Simon Sig, yeah, yeah. Um, like Belfast Banter, he took eleven starts to win a maiden hurdle. Um, like he's just leery; he doesn't like going through with it. And the whole county hurdles fell apart. And he happened to be <laughs> in front when the line hit. Um, you know, Petit Mouchoir was coming back at him as well. Um, like Petit Mouchoir looked beat coming turn for home, and Belfast Banter got to the front run. Right, my job's done, and he was just lucky the line came in time. Um, that'll happen again here. He's not good enough anyway. Um, look, the form does look good with Echoes and Rain, but this horse, like the way time form do their squiggly marks, this horse will have more squiggly marks than times he's been on a racetrack, in my opinion. Um, but look, uh, Hugh Gree, four-year-old coming in here. Um, look, that's probably a tip in itself for, for Nichols's horse and a four-year-old hurdle that he's splitting them up. Um and this isn't the strongest of races, so you can kind of understand coming here with the weight allowances. Uh, third time lucky, yes, Skelton probably seen his name in lights. That's probably fair enough. But seven to two, he wasn't even placed in the county. Jumping into a grade one now wouldn't be for me. Uh, for pleasure with Alex Hales, he ran an absolute stormer in the in the Supreme Novices, and um, put in his place by appreciate it. But you know, if that race hasn't taken a lot out of him, which it probably has, but if if you know, he's, he's returning to a track here now that will really, really suit him. Um, he might take a bit of whacking now if he can if he can get out and get into a rhythm and not do anything stupid. But, you know, for pleasure, has done crazy stuff in the past. Crazy um, loss. Yeah, like, like that that race at Kempton where he nearly ended up in whatever Stansted Airport or oh, something down yeah. the back straight. Um, <laughs> like that, was, that was comical. Um, <laughs> but look, you just kind of... I love horses like that, though. That, that was just, yeah. They're, they're kind of mad. Um, any news he unseated while still going well behind my drogo at Kelso and they skipped Cheltenham to come here is what most horses yeah. that run in that Kelso race do. Kelso um, 
bog at Kelso. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't actually that bad. The ground was good to soft that day. Um, yeah, it was, it was decent ground. And, you know, this horse is continuously, um, like Neil Mulholland has, has, has done everything he he's can to kind of avoid soft con uh, conditions for this horse. Yeah. Um, so I'd say he's he's primed to run really, really well. Um, and I think my Drogo is very, very smart indeed. And any news was still going yeah. very, very well. So he would be my selection to win the race. Um, and then there's obviously a Jero who's just been winning at country tracks like Market Rays and Huntington and um, yeah. been doing so impressively and amassed a mark of 140. But like Christ knows how good or bad he could be the worst handicapped horse in the country or he could be very, very good. And you wouldn't be surprised either way. But I'd be I'd be yeah. citing that maybe 140 could flatter him. Do you find um, it very funny how Kim Bailey can like campaigns his horses? Um not necessarily like he gives them an education this horse is going to be like like he is he's by red jazz i suppose so like you know he's it's he's very highly unlikely to be to be taking fences but you know he is a big enough horse and he, like he's just got he's probably gone where the ground is good most likely and uh, judging by the way he's campaigned like he, he was out in, in the in the autumn months then like didn't run for the winter got even got wind surgery um, and they're just scooping up the the, the ones getting confidence into the horse like i i don't see like the way he's campaigned which is fair enough they want to just win with the horse and give the horse every bit of confidence that's fair enough but yeah um they're going to take their chance here they're well entitled to but he's just really really hard to assess and now if he was 20 to 1 or 14 to 1 that's fair enough but he's 6 to 1 like he's priced accordingly with all those ones beside his name so and mm. um, it'd be any news for me and um, solely because he was still going well at kelso and i think that was a pretty good race um, do your job as in a who deck fancies as well and I, mm -hmm. I and for what it's worth i think my drogo is the best hurdler in the uk best novice hurdler in the uk I, yeah i agree with um, that yeah. and, and, and yeah. any news is going well so like obviously four out the race hadn't really started yet but like on mm -hmm. circumstantial evidence he would have in my opinion probably been second maybe even won the race we don't know um mm -hmm. But look, I'd be taking him at nine to two. But what Jack would say, do your job, which is fair enough. Very, Sorry, that's a very contradictory comment. <laughs> well, no, is my job the best horse or not? Well, I, said he might, I said he might have won the race. We don't know. I said he's highly unlikely that he would have. That's like an each way, <laughs> it's an each way. I might take no, I, I'd be t um, look, if my drogo was in here, I would have been lumping on him. He's in the two and a half miler, he'll win that, but like. Mm. It'd, be any, it'd be any news for me. He could be the best novice, you'd think, in Britain, but Dusart could be better than him. If, Deuce, yeah, if yeah. Dusart wins this, um, even yeah. though it's not the strongest of races, but he's he's given away loads in experience, he'd want to be very yeah. good. Have you seen the comment that Lee's just put on the stream? Yeah. The shunt has been snapped up by JP McManus. That's nice. Really? Get, get, yeah. the, get the funds, get the win, get the bonus and sell them. Right, let's move on. Next race now, boys. Mild main novices chase now on Friday. Um, let's bring in the betting for that. Here we go. What's Stu got priced up here? Chantry House, seven to four. Espoir de Rome, five to one. Chamblou, eleven to two. Fiddler on the roof. We feel I feel like we speak about nearly every week. Um at six to it's one. Runs every week. week. Yeah, uh, big breakaway at 32. I thought ran quite well last time. Um, what do we fancy for this, Andrew? Where do you want to start here? Do you want to start with that Espoir de Rome? 
<laughs> yeah, now talk about handicap. Like we know that El Dorado Allen. Like I, I don't know if he if he slagged the handicapper's wife or something for getting that extra three pounds. But uh, th this horse must have this horse must have really like shot in the handicapper's lawn or something because they, like, I don't know how this horse is rated one fifty five. That's ridiculous. Um, like, I genuinely feel bad. He finished seven lengths behind Royal Pagal in an absolute yeah, bog. Second to the Gold Cup winner. So, oh yes, <laughs> what the fucking the 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 Midlands National winner of next no, year? No, the, the, the women. Gold Cup, like mm. you know, because every novice who runs it, you know, just run all the novices in the Gold Cup. It's that easy. Like, he beat the Bay Birch. By nine and a half lengths. Now he won it relatively easily, but the Bay Birch is a ten-year-old. Yeah, he was he was rated one hundred and thirty-four, and for beating, you know, he's actually got dropped a pound to one hundred and thirty-three for that run because he's been beaten since. <laughs> and and Esper de Rame, who was carrying eleven stone ten, hacked up all over him in a, in a handicap chase, and the handicapper gives him fifteen pounds for winning in a bottomless in a bog during Cheltenham when all the good novices are going to be running at Presbury Park. This horse mm. goes to Leicester, has a little canter around the track at 8 to 11. <laughs> so even worse, it was expected. And the yeah. handicapper goes, hey, pal, there's 15 pounds for you now. Go off, 15 pounds. Fucking hell. But anyway, look, it's... I, I I feel bad for the horse and I feel bad for the owners and the and the connections. So, but anyway, so you're going to select it, aren't you? No, um, <laughs> I'm I'm not. Uh, but look, Fiddler on the Roof um, picked up Sammy. the pieces to finish second behind Monkfish. Probably the best run of his career to date. Um, and I still stand by him for next year's Grand National. Um, but up until then, I'm going to just leave him. Uh, I just think Chantry House will just win this race personally. I, I think I think three miles are really suiting. Um, I don't think the marsh was all that great beating Fusil Raffles by three lengths, but then when you look through this particular race and watch out kind of unexposed Chantry House is like Chamblou has been around, has been through 15 rounds of boxing at this stage this season. Yeah, so he's not going to be, not he's not going to be to his best. Uh, Silver Hallmark won a, won a Haydock, I think, last time out, and just had to bring up Haydock. <laughs> uh, uh, the big breakaway, um, is it fair to say he's a little exposed at a greater level? No, it's not like, like he just, you know, he, he hasn't, like he's been beaten by Fiddler on the roof. Like I don't see why that form should be reversed. Um, well, you know, and and then you know he is only a six-year-old, I suppose. And then Sport and John, who like is just the biggest spoofer in the field. Um, <laughs> so you know, like he, he's he's due to be pulled up, I'd say, any day now. Um, you know, he he either he either wins or just just you know packs it in after a circuit. And yeah. so no, it, like I just think a process of elimination here because I don't think he had the hardest race in the world to win the Marsh Chantry House. So I'd be with him. And mm. um, but eleven to eight again, Jesus. Um, Deck has uh, very short. Shantry House for you, Andrew. Deck has a great fact about Esward and Morame's handicap. Mark Richard says, "Is that right, Deck?" Is that from Reggie? Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's from Reggie. It was actually Andy pointed it out. Andy <laughs> said he'd have to give uh, latest exhibition weight. Yeah, well, you'd have to give latest exhibition three pounds. <laughs> the horse, the horse that's finished second in two Grade Ones, ran placing an Irish National, was placing an Albert Bartlett. But this horse wins at Leicester by ten lengths. 
gave the latest exhibition oh, there, well, Tree. It, it, <laughs> it wasn't the fact he won at Leicester. It was the fact that that race was won, run at Leicester on the 12th of March. You know, days before Royal de Gaulle won the Gold Cup. So the handicapper had to react. That was the reason. No, seriously, that is the reason he's got that rating. There's, it's not for the Leicester win, because as Andy pointed out, he's, he was, what was he, 8 to 14 or something? 8, eight to 11, it was fully eight expected. It was purely because Royal de Gaulle won the Gold Cup a few days later. <laughs> that, no, there's no other way about it. That is, that, that's panic stations. That's going, I need to react to this. Because mm -hmm. Royal de Gaulle was something like 8 to 1 for the Gold Cup. You know, when he should have been 8-1 to one for the farm oiler. Even still, Sham Blue won the Feltham and was second in the Silly Oils, and he'd have to give Sham Blue five pounds. Yeah, and and Sham Blue actually ran a cracker in the City Oils on that ground. Yeah. You know, it, that was that was a great run for him, which is sure to have left the mark. Um, but yeah, you're right, you won the Feltham and, and that horse. It, it's it's purely because Royal Begal. And it was so close to the Gold Cup and the hype about him running in it that the handicapper shit himself and reacted. And, you know, he probably had a punt on the handicapper probably backboard it. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, you know, that, that's probably what happened. And and look, and look right now, if I owned that horse, I'd be bullying. I would be bullying. There'd be all sorts of letters, emails, text messages, you know, bricks down through windows. That, it's not yeah. fair. It's not on. It's 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 total bullshit. They done the same to Rashan a few years ago. You know, small owners and absolutely destroyed their Cheltenham dreams by rating the horse who beat Rashan beat Apple Shade, and Apple Shade ran way below form. But when she came out later and won a Hatton's Grace, and then she went and won a Leopard Sound at Christmas, they reacted because they time to react to the Irish horses because they don't and this is the problem they come out and say that they keep they do so much work on Irish farm every week but they don't have to provide the mark till you pay to enter and that's wrong and they didn't enter the horse till Cheltenham and then the handicapper could backtrack and rated Rashan on Apple's Jade's farm later in the season instead of going he ran to this mark in in November and it's you know if I was, I'd, I'd, I'd get out of the game if I was that honour. It's absolute bullshit. Why would you buy a horse when, when some fellow with an opinion can destroy your dreams of having a winner? You're like, where, where is he going to win a race, this horse? How long does it take to come down the handicap? Uh, yeah, yeah, I say, if, if, you may as well go out and chase some foxes and get them certified for yeah. hunter races. But anyway... Oh, it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke to do that to, to spot. I, I never seen those colours before. They're smart enough owners, like to not JP McManus anyway. You know, mm -hmm. and there you've destroyed their dreams of some people just want to win a race. You know, I know they've won the race at Leicester, but wouldn't it be great to go be competitive in the spring for a big pot? And there, joke is absolute joke. So your selection for this one is. <laughs> 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 um, and look, I'm not convinced by Chantry House. I see people talking him up as a Gold Cup horse. I don't know. Of, you know, not convinced. Have been convinced all season. I know it, it was a poor March. It was, it was worse than last year. And, and we've stated last year's all season. I won't get into it to, to Kim Bailey horse. Filler on the roof. He just takes his horses. 
you know, he was second to an underperforming Monkfish. I it could be anyone he's running against. He just he just chases horses. Second to Monkfish, second to next destination, second to Alert, and second to Caribbean Boy. The only one he's beaten is Silver Hallmark. And he somehow find a, found a way to, to lose. And I don't think Silver Hallmark is without a chance in this race because I think it's poor enough. Uh Dan Blue, like we mentioned, Belton in, in the uh, during the last race, he just didn't save anything. You know, you have to save. He didn't save on All Mankind. He didn't save on Chamblue. You have to save around Cheltenham. You know, it's it's more competitive than any other meet in, in the world. He's the best jumper in the field, you know, whereas the big breakaway is probably the worst jumper in the field. And it's an awful pity because he could be a really good horse. Uh Spartan John. He fell when he was beaten. He won the Silly Oils, and that Silly Oils was running off the ground. It was a really good run from Chambleau, actually. Uh, Empire Steel beat, beat that with our skeleton horse, Protectorel. You know. But he was behind a horse of um, Noel Kelly's Here No Evil are there. Like, there's a reason why Here No Evil was running our air. You know, probably couldn't get into a race in Ireland. I don't know this race. I really don't know. It, it might be the day Fiddler on the roof finds <laughs> himself in front. You know, I, I, I give Silver Hallmark a, a, an outside chance. I don't like Chantry House. And, and maybe it's the day Fiddler on the roof finds himself in front by accident. Excellent. Thanks very much, Dex. Stephen, you got an opinion on this one? Um, we had a boys a couple of well. Um, I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat with the lads with Chantry House. He probably. Is the right favourite on the marsh because of envoys fall? There's always going to be that question mark, and the fact Fusel raffles was second. I'm not not the biggest fan of it. Makes puts even more doubt in my mind. Um, Shamblu, like we, we spoke about earlier, didn't we? Uh, I think he should be running over short. He's the fastest jumper in the field by a mile. Probably the fastest jumping novice in in Britain or Ireland. But I'd love to see him. Have a crack at two. He was ridden poor last time. He went off like an headless chicken. He was never going to get home. Um, uh, Fiddler on the roof. I, I think he only got so close because he was ridden like Eldorado Allen the day before. Like fair play to Andy. Just before the race, he said if Fiddler on the roof dropped out, he could well be the forecast also for Monkfish. And he was he was bang on. And like Beck just said, the big breakaway. I think he actually jumped really well behind Monkfish. I think the fact he stuck it up to him. And he went toe to toe all the way. It was only a two out where he sort of give in. Um, and he still wasn't that far behind Fiddler on the Roof. I think if he's ridden the same way Fiddler on the Roof was ridden, I think the big break, breakaway is the bet in this race. I think he ran really well. He was, he, and he went off far too quick just to, uh, whether it's to unsettle Monkfish, I don't know. But um, I think back home, back down, back without a Monkfish in this sort of race, I think six to one. Six times a fair price. So thanks very much, Steve. Uh, right, selections there, Stephen. You're going for the big breakaway, Declan. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, Fiddler on the roof. Fiddler on the roof. And Andrew. Uh, the chucked in Esper de Rame. Right. No, I, I, no, I'll be, uh, no, I'll be, I'll be taking. Uh, I think just Chantry House does win this. Chantry House, Chantry House for myself too. Let's go on to the Marsh Chase, which is a grade one registered as a Melling Chase on Friday. Let's bring up the betting for that one. Here it is from Stu. Uh, Politolog is and Fakir Dudariz at 11 to 4, shared favouritism. 
Uh, Master Tommy Tucker at fives. Dashiell Drasser at 11 to two. Notebook 13 to two. Nutswell eight to one. Itchy Feet and Duke Deneva round out the field. The Politologue and Fakir, sorry, Duderese, uh, joint favourites. Which one would you take from those, if any, Stephen? Which one would you take? Oof, bloody hell. Um, Politologue's obviously a class angle. Champion chase winner. I think we all expect him to win the Clarence ass uh, when he was second at first flow. He's going back up in trip now. He's probably the freshest horse in the race. Um, he's never been an horse I've really been that keen on. I've never backed him or had any real opinion on him. Um, uh, Dashiell Drasher, he's had a couple of nice wins around Ascot. Surely the ground's going to be a little bit too quick for him. Um, I like Fakir Duderys. Uh, he's got too many twos against his name for my liking to be backing him at three to one, but... He was the only horse that sort of travelled in that Ryanair. Like, even Min couldn't go without uh, Alaho. Everything behind yeah. Mel, proper quick horses were proper at it, like after half a mile. He was the one horse that sort of, sort of travelled well through the race. Um, three to one, you got. It's, it's, it's still probably too short, but Master Tommy Tucker, what's he going to find off the bridle? Was he better right handed? Um, if he jumps long enough, I think Andy's got the one yeah. in this race. But I'm not going to get involved yet. I won't mention him. Um, Fakir Dudry to me, Chris looks looks the most bomb proof, but the one yeah. back of a three to one, I'm, I'm not too sure. Andrew, yourself, yeah, the bet the week is in this, Chris. Go, uh, it's notebook, notebook. Uh, step stepping up to two and a half miles for the first time over fences. Uh, this horse just been desperately needing this trip for about a year now. Um, like he he was traveling pretty well in the champion chase, and they just kind of went away from him. I know they didn't go the quickest, um, and he just didn't have to pace the quicken because he's not a two miler, in my opinion. He's a grinder. He is a really like he's a fantastic jumper of a fence. He was a sight at Leopardstown. Him him and Cashback having a ding dong battle the, the day he nearly ended up on the M fifty. Um, and I think the Arco last year was just a bridge too far after the antics he showed at the Dublin Racing Festival. He beat Fakir Dudery pretty comprehensively at Nace on his reappearance. Now, I know the Fakir Dudery probably wasn't wound up that day in two and a half miles. It's definitely his trip. But like even his form behind Chacon Persuas and his, in his two starts at, at Leopardstown, especially the one around the one at Christmas time. Um, for me, that's the best form this season uh, in the context of this race. Uh, I, I just think the horse definitely needs two and a half miles. The one inkling, the one little doubt that I do have, but I'm going to forgive him for it because I'm just not sure the horse likes Cheltenham. Um, he ran badly in the Ballymore at 50 to 1 in 2019. He bombed out in the Arkle, but he was very, very keen to post. Um, and then he, he was, now he was, he was beaten about nine lengths, 10 lengths, but put the kettle on in the champion chase, but he was going really, really well. But it still is three bad runs when he's been on the boat. So he could be part of the Easter Rising fan club with B for Sam and Chris's dream and Franco Deport. But I'm going you, to I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive him it because it's only it's it's only been at Cheltenham and two of those three runs he's been a big price. So I'm gonna mm. forgive him. I'm gonna let him go for the two and a half miles here. I think Rachel Blackmore will have him up in the van. I don't think he'll be in front. Um, I think he'd be pretty handy. I think they'll let Master Tommy Tucker go ahead. But when you just run through the field, like Dashiell Drasher probably wants soft ground. Duke de Genevre 
has Paul Nichols-itis since leaving Willie Mullins. Uh, Fakir Duderay had an absolute grueler behind Alaho. Um, itchy feet's windy, even I've given up on him. Uh, Master Tommy Tucker wouldn't be losing sleep over him because he can put in a bad one and he's probably better going the other way. Nutswell won a handicap. Um, so, like, you know, like he, he's a shorter price than the notebook, and he beat he beat Clondog Castle of all horses um, on, on his last start in the old in the old round. And then Politolog, um, fantastic in a substandard champion chase last year, and he was good in the Tingle Creek again, beating Grenatine. Like, is, is that gonna I'm not losing sleep over that. Um, he was put in his place by first flow last time. It's just I just think he's an absolute rock solid bet here at around seven to one, thirteen to two. Um, he's my bet of the weekend. I I just think I he is a horse I like, and he's you know. But like, have you ever seen him go to the post? You know, mm. how does he have the energy to run? He's like a fella in the nineties rave going to the post. Like, you know what I mean? The jaw does be everywhere. I say he needs a new bit every race. Like he chilled the jar off himself. I I just don't know how he's gonna have. You know, he if 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 he. If he sees out the trip, he's probably a tree miler, really, isn't he? Like, do you know what I mean? And he's yeah, he's he's keen down to post, but he's not keen in his races. It's just all about keeping a lid on him. Like when he gets to the race, he's actually like for most of the two mile races, he's actually almost off the bit trying to keep up with them. He's going as fast as he wants to, yeah. and he's got to be going quick, I think, here. So yeah, yeah, like you're, you're probably right. He has been found out. Um, he's probably been done for tall in, in open company. Like you know, around Leopardstown last year against Cashback. You know, he looked really, really good. Um, he looked like a proper mad two miler. Uh, but yeah, look, he, he probably has been done, you know, coming down the hill. He just hasn't been able to quicken with him. And I, I just don't know how he can how he can waste that much energy before a race and get a trip, you know, and that's my only concern with him because he is a grade one performer, he's just a bit of a head case. Uh, and and like you said, he's never ran well in Britain. Like, you know, he's probably another fella hitting the duty free. Maybe that's why the jaw's going off him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is probably the reason. <laughs> he's in the duty free on the way over, you know. Um, Politolog is an admirable farmer and he's just hard to take it. And I've done my best to take him all season, you know. I think we really gave it socks about him a couple of times. But, you know, and he shouldn't be, as you said before, like before, he's a grey in the colours he's in. People should be mad about him, but nobody likes this horse, um, apart from Stefan Wade. Uh, I don't know whether Stefan's listening, but, you know, he's turning up here. It, it, there's actually no value about Like, there's nothing to like about him. He's his yeah. favourite, like, you know. it's um, For Kirdu, there is, like, I, I mentioned Chantry House, people fancy him for the Gold Cup next year. This horse is more of, he. he's more of a type of turn into a Gold Cup horse for me. I wasn't, I wasn't opposing him coming into the Ryanair. I just wanted him to be twice the price he was. Uh, I just thought he was poor enough value. Now, he's ran second. But if he was twice the price he was going into the Ryanair, I'd have backed him. And that was just on his previous farm. I thought it was poor enough value. Um, and he's turning up here short again. He was pulled at Fairy House last week. Like, he's only a six-year-old. I think he's a very, very good horse. And at this stage, this is probably his trip. And the run behind Alho probably sets the standard here if, if he is himself. Dashiell Drasher is a two and a half mile specialist for me. He's he's one of those handicappers. He's a handicapper because he's a two and a half mile horse. 
He's won on good ground, actually, Andy. I know it was over hurdles, but he has won on it. Um, are, you, are you checking it out there? No, no. No, no. <laughs> I was just checking out uh, Fakir Dudere. He was taken out on unsuitable ground last time. It's going to be the exact same ground, I'd say. No, I don't know. It was quicker. It was getting quicker and quicker at Fairy House. Where, you know, mm. I said earlier on, they'd never let it get too fast here. You know, No matter what they say, they can't let it get too fast here. Uh, Master Tommy Tucker, he has daddy issues or something. He's some sort of issues. Like, you know, he's just, he's not sane. Um, he'd be lucky to get around here again. Oh, he'd probably never ran here. He'd be just lucky to get around. Um, not well, fairly prolific in handicaps, but I don't know what you can, you can make from that. Um, it, you know, he could probably hit the frame in this sort of field, but I'd rather be on Dashiell Drasher as a handicapper than not well. I know Dashiell Drasher's won the grade one, but he's just that two and a half mile specials, I think. Yeah. Um, Fee got uh, Doug de Ginevra probably gone him onto bog as well. Okay. Uh, it would be it'd be probably Fakir Dudere for me. Fakir Dudere, that's for Declan and for Stephen and Andrew. Notebook. Notebook. You're actually on nap of the meeting, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much so. The lad, the lad's yeah. napping horse won't stay. Uh, he will stay. He needs this trip. Hey, he won't stay after being on the boat. He's doing exactly the same as me napping a horse that you think won't stay. <laughs> In oh, the same horse will stay. Hey. Right, <laughs> next race we're going on to is the final final grade one on Friday. It's the Doombar Sefton Novices Hurdle, and betting for this we see. We've got Brave Man's Gentleman's Game at the top. <laughs> Cape Brave Man's Gentleman's Game. Cape yeah. Gentleman's, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> You'll have to say it again. Brave, which one? Uh, Cape Gentleman did it well at, at Kempton, didn't he, Andrew? He did, but that was two miles in the dovecote, and now he's stepping up to three miles for the Sefton. And the last time he went as kind of stairs trip, he pulled for his life and was pulled up behind Gallard de Manil. Um, this test... This ground, this track might suit him a little bit more, but like I just, I, like I, like he's clearly he's clearly got speed, and I, I just don't see like he would have been. What price would he have been in the two mile? With 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 the, you know, off the yeah, back. Of that I'd probably say you're looking a little bit short to me. Yeah, like I I think I just well, couldn't fancy him over three miles, and then you look yeah. at everything else, and like this just looks like a bad race. Um, like Streets of Diane ran, ran, ran well in the Albert Bartlett, but I don't think that was the best Albert Bartlett in the world. And, yeah. you know, Brave Man's game was third to like Bob Ollinger and Angelard de Manil. And I, I just think that's very, very, very good form. Oh. And I just think he'll win this race pretty easily. I think he should be probably a bit shorter than 13 to 8. Yeah, I can't see anything in this race of any not. I do I do know that Gally Hill is, is a nice horse. From, I think he will be one. For next year, I think. Uh Brave Man game Brave Man's game looks absolute shoe in here, doesn't he, Deck? I, I think Brave Man's game is is a good horse. He's probably a better horse than what I gave him credit for leading up to Cheltenham. I know Andy was um really, really fancied him. And I, I don't know whether anyone heard um t- the the noises from the the head cam on Harry Copton. But I believe he was, he felt like he was traveling on a good thing that day. And um, when Rachel came up, saw him and went, boy, all you could hear them saying was, ah, fuck off. You know, <laughs> and, and she just, she's just soon by him. 
and you know it's okay it's, to watch that back <laughs> yeah i know it's brilliant and if he felt he was traveling that well you know he had them all cooked and she was able to beat him on bob ollinger you know that easy and that well you got to run the race as well yeah, yeah. Bob, bob ollinger must be some horse and how good is Bernie hollow you know um so i i do believe brave man's game is probably a better horse than i gave him credit for uh cave gentleman yeah i just wrote down trip and a question mark here you know we've seen the run at leperstown and um, and then he's gone and won at kempton over two miles we, we have questioned uh, emmett mullins race choices before and uh just don't i don't see it and he's short again he seems to be always fancied and he's a bit of a dreamer's bet in all the races he runs in in my opinion uh like this race started littered with albert bartlett runners and it's a different race it's not the albert bartlett that albert bartlett we know is a tommy whittle trial and this probably isn't you know um this more realistic for you know, if you're going to be a three-mile chaser, I think, you know, it may be a decent three-mile ch ch chaser. Um, Oscar Lee was second in the Albert Bartlett. He's probably very, very slow. He was he was well beat by Adramel. Um, yeah. Streets of Dion was more than the Albert Bartlett. But I think Streets of Dion is probably a better horse than Oscar Lee. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. I think he wants softer ground too. He, like, he was, he was well beat by... Um, Echoes in rain over two miles, but he's been quite prolific over the three miles. Uh, Galley Hill is is unexposed, but would probably need to improve. Midnight River was ahead of Galley Hill or Ascoff. None of them really. Brave Man's game is is probably the best horse in this race. Um, what price is he? He's a little bit short for me. To be 15, 15 to eight. Fifteen to eight. Um, the one I, I the one I probably have a bet on. Um, and it, it'll probably be an each way bet, and you'll probably I'll need a I'll need a hand pronouncing it. Ale Philippe. Ale Philippe. Ale Philippe. Ale Philippe. Ale Philippe was second to Stellar Magic in January. Uh, he did beat uh, Le, Le Cheval Noir. Mm. I'm not sure, you know, whether it was not having the stamina or or it was the being done for speed. The last the uh, in the the albert bartlett but i quite like this horse and um, what price have we got what's sean uh, what's still giving us um we lost it now are you getting bar decent price 25 to one 25 to one yeah i'll take that i think that's a decent each way back here uh Les Cheval Noir and Stellar Magic are two horses I quite like. I don't know what happened to Stellar Magic the last day. I don't know whether he bled or... Um, but he, he'd, won, he'd won two races, and I thought he was one of the stronger British novices going into Cheltenham. But, um, yeah, look, he, I think Philippe is, is worth an each way by here. The, the winner is probably going to be Brave Man's game, but look, that could turn out to be Brave Value, that 15th day, because he's probably that much better than the rest of them, especially if you're going to believe that. You know, if you think the Irish farm is, is that much stronger and he, he's gonna get this trip, it's probably it's probably actually a great bet for Avon's game. But I you know I'm a bad gambler, so I'll back Ala Philippe. <laughs> said the uh, amazing gambler, not <laughs> <laughs>
Where's, where's the reverse, for, reverse forecast? I was waiting for that. Go on, go on. We'll, we'll, do you know what? I'll back Alaphilippe each way and I'll cover it with a straight forecast, brave man's game to beat Alaphilippe. Boom. Excellent. Right, um, Steve, you? Easy. Um, it should be even money, shouldn't it? A brave man's game? Should, yeah. yeah. It's taking away it's big, I think. Yeah. It's no Bob Olinger's in this, no Galliard de Menils. No. Even Galliard de Menils was about six in that race at Christmas, galloping. Those shumps that come out and won the Martin Park. There's Cape Gentleman beat Kalik. I know that's quite well touted in, in the, uh, the Skelton Yard, but it's, this looks a different level. We're just, um, I sort of hope they hold him up this time. He's led the last twice. I know he led in the cello, didn't he, when he beat uh, the Williams horse. What's it called? The Stargate, was it? Yeah, Stargate, um, yeah. I think he was there to be shot at again. I, I think he'll win this evening if he, if, if he does leave, but I'd like to see him held up. Just to, like a change of tactic to see how good he really is. Yeah, I, I don't see any problems for this at all. Gallia would be the the one that's the interesting one in the race because he's been so highly touted. I know you've been keen, Chris, all year, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Actually, got beat at such short odds at Ascot. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been its running, you know. But Nicky's had a few of them this year, and he that um, yeah has underperformed. But yeah, I, I think the favourite's a good bet. I think it'll be a lot shorter than fifteen to eight. Coming Excellent. Thanks very much, guys. Right. That brings us on to the last three races we're going to cover on Saturday now. We're going to start with the Mersey Novices Hurdle on Saturday. Um, Steve, uh, not Steve, uh, let's go to Andrew. What do you fancy for the Mersey Novices Hurdle here? We've got, it's probably going to be my Drogo, isn't it, mate? Yeah, no, it will be. I'll try and keep us under the two hours here. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, it'd be, it'd be my Drogo. He, like he, I, I said earlier, he's probably the best novice in England, and I, I could hardly go saying I'm backing something else um, after saying something like that. And uh, what I would say though is, but Landon Abolad did come out the best horse at the weight the time they faced each other at Ascot, but with the cl- with the collateral form lines true, um, do your job. Landon Abolad beat Mahada, but my, my Drogo then, I, I think my Drogo actually gave him weight and beat him even further um, at Kelso. Um, so that would make my Drogo. We'll just kind of sh- highlight the, how progressive my Drogo's been when Landon Abelad kind of ran badly at Haydock last time out. Um, there probably shouldn't be a discrepancy of 16 to 1 versus 3 to 1, but there you go. Um, maybe Landon Abelad could run into a place, but but for me, my Drogo should win this. Um, Bally Adam will be obviously an interesting runner going up to the two and a half miles for the first time on decent ground, but um, he was beaten a long way, but I appreciate it. And if, if Ali Adam was to win this, Jesus Christ! What what do we, what the hell is appreciated? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would I'd be confidently with my Drogo here. That's just solely because I don't think appreciate it can be that good. <laughs> if, if, you know, so. Uh, I was speaking to Ronan before. He's going to make the decision tomorrow whether the real deal goes here or not. He's been a bit. Well, they've not been run um, going the way that he would like anyway. So maybe he will be not be a uh, taking part. So. Declan, what do you fancy in this one? Uh, here, have your bollocks on my Drago and go home. <laughs> here we go. They should name the race that. <laughs> have your bollocks on, drug, on my Drago and go home. <laughs> Look, we want to keep it quick, don't you? That's what it's about. Bally Adam, jumping needs to improve. Uh, is an interesting one. You know, I, I believe he didn't go home with the Albert Bartlett. Um, he's an interesting... He's an interesting against the speedier types here and he could you know he could battle on for second behind my drogo but 
yeah, I, I agree with Annie. He he's probably the best novice in in um, Britain, and I've used his farm to pick out horses before. So yeah, ha how would you want me labour at that? And, and we'll do you think want soft deck, uh, Adramel? Sorry, do you think you want soft Adramel? I I no, would say I just don't think he wants Cheltenham. He's unbeaten away from the place. Mm. Yeah, it's very gutsy at Warwick. I just think he might be on the sharp side. Um, it's very gutsy at Warwick. I don't think he's seen out the Albert Bartlett, and I think it takes a it's dour stare to see out that Albert Bartlett for you. You know when you're young, um, and I, I, yeah, look, I, I, he, he's he's tougher than he showed at um, Chatham, and um, but maybe he just doesn't stay six miles. So. <laughs> I think we could stay on behind my drago here. There's another forecast. Way littered with them tonight. Steve, your fancy for this one? It's nice to see the boys go for English horses. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. But we don't have a beaten choice here, do we? All the good ones went to Perry House last week. I'm the other way. I'm with Belly Adam. I just. Oh, <laughs> he's, beaten, he's beaten 30 lengths by appreciating shit. Like, yeah, if, he was and less by as well, isn't he? Chris jump. Could you could you imagine what the oh sorry, go on say. No, go on, no, go on, go on. I'm gonna hear I was you. Just thinking, could you imagine what the handicapper would have to do? He'd have to sprint back to his desk, go, oh, Jesus, appreciate it. 185. My drago beat Soaring Glory Bob was at six lengths at Escott when he was third. Mm. Belly Adam was a lot further clear of. I know, I don't think, like I said before, nothing that was Soaring Glory's race, and I don't think he should have run. It might have been a bit of a, like I say, quick after Newbury, but I think I, I think they're the wrong. I think the betting's wrong. I think Belly Adam should be favourite. But I won't. I won't Ooh. say. I can't say it. Like, but the Irish form, it is. It is there. Everyone can see it. But it's just like. It's is it too obvious? Maybe it's too obvious for me. But like, it's just a pre like. Sure, it's too good to be true. Surely, like if appreciate it beats him that far, that's the only reason I can. The trips the only the only thing for me. Like he might be priced accordingly on the on the. As mm. may think he he's not going to get him, but he didn't look slow in the Royal Bond, Bally Adam. Like he he showed a serious yeah. turn of pace after the last to put that he, race to bed. Yeah. The Christmas race, he made up a lot of ground, didn't he, to get second. I, I think he's fast. He's a fast type of horse, but he can't jump. He absolutely upended a hurdle. He stopped dead, didn't he? Yeah, uh, at Chetland. He got absolutely fucked coming down the only. I think he <laughs> made up a lot of ground. Yeah. And, and Blue Lord fell. He wouldn't have been second if Blue Lord didn't fall. He was well beaten by him, and he ran past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. Good point. He ran past a load of bleeding English horses, didn't he? You know, <laughs> he ran by a load of nothing really, didn't he? Appreciate was gone. He was already taken off in the match next year. He's already getting killed down in the parade. Right? <laughs> yeah, he was on the champagne. <laughs> I suppose there's always a doubt that Belly Adam might actually run in this race. That's possible, isn't it? Rachel Blackmore's jumped up. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think I think he probably will do that. Manila drama. That's the can't take that. Don't take that in meeting form, literally. It's the banger on D form followed by Haydock and then banger on D. Oh, God, can you believe that Nichols got that horse beat at banger on D? <laughs> Stormy Island. 
Stormy Island got beat at Banger on D. I feel really embarrassed for that guy. Anyway, going off tar going off tangent there. Selection in that race, Steve, is uh Bally Adam. And um it's all three of us like my drug. I think he is the best novice in England, but I think Dusart will overtake him on Friday. Um, so let's go on to the next one, boys. Here we go. It's the Doombar Magull Novices Chase. It's a grade one on Saturday. Let's load up the betting for that. Here we are. We've got Shishkin at two to nine. I think uh, we'll leave it there, boys. Over the right. Uh, is that right? That's all we need to know. Yeah. Well, give Shish this gives Shishkin a good chance to achieve his uh, rifle handicap rating of 196. And we'll see how he goes then. Is our man coined? Is he going to run? It's, is he? It's going to air, I think. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he watches race. Like the mad man follows him home, doesn't he? That run did really well, didn't it? Around Kempton last time. Who? He did. I was keen to take him out. Yeah, I, I think this is Shishkin beats Tamarack the Matam. And uh, yeah, there's not much in the race, is there? Can we talk about, you know, the fact that an argument rating, the handicapper reacted and went back to Doncaster and found another two pounds? <laughs> you can talk about that if you want. No. <laughs> so, I actually, I was walking around Doncaster last night and I found that two pound. <laughs> you were walking around Doncaster? Uh, better than an argument. Oh my days, what are you doing in Doncaster? That place oh. is terrible. Yeah. That, well, like, in fairness. The handicapper went back to Doncaster on the Eldorado Allen run at Doncaster, you know, and found the two pound there. No, he didn't find the two pound in the article. He found the no. two pound at Doncaster and yeah. and, and put him above an argument. It's a bit like that time when Dancing Brave got lowered, so Franco could be the best horse ever, isn't it? <laughs> you know, Dancing Brave hasn't ran in a while, so we're going to drop him a couple of pounds. <laughs> What's that you want to say, Andrew? Oh, no, I don't want to slag our good friends from Doncaster. The air is polluted in Doncaster. Yeah, it has to get the extra two pounds, I suppose, not the, the northern air. Yeah, once, once, once you go by some place yeah. called Wigan, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, two pounds polluted air tax last week. <laughs> I think we can safely say Shishkin wins that race and move on, boys. Do we agree? I think yeah. Vitor fell on there, didn't he? I think Vitor came down on that at similar odds. It happens. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And if it does... Well, as long as the horse is okay, I don't really care. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Right, let's go to the Stairs. The Stairs is probably one of the more interesting races of the festival, I feel. Um, let's bring up the betting for the Stairs, because you know that my nap from the Cheltenham Festival, well, didn't run at the Cheltenham Festival, is here, and I'm not napping him this time, because I've already napped Abacadabra, so probably should have napped time earlier. Um, but never mind. Time Hill's in here at five to two, pays the part three to one side of Burley at seven to two, Roxana 11 to two, Beacon Edge, interesting runner, I think, at 15 to two, 10 to one bar. Those, I think, third win is a, a decent price here at 14 to one. I think he's Did a he not decent run option. Sorry, oh no, sorry. Um, no, it wasn't the flat. There is a flat horse, similar name today behind Saran Priestley. Who was that? Oh, that was Ocean Wind. Ocean Wind. Johnson's Ocean Wind. Yeah, Ocean Wind. Yeah, so I'm pleased to run that race quite well. Um, I'd be surprised. I think that Ocean Wind needs to be sent down to Australia. 
lads, we leave Yeah, Let's let's forget about the flat for now anyway. Stayers hurdle, what do we fancy, Deck? I think it's a it's a decent race and um it's more time hills gig than than um than it would have been. I just thought he would have been outstayed by Paisley Park and the you know it's interesting the indication is in here after um Kim Bailey saying he was what did he say he was toured if you take out all the Irish horses. No, he, he would have been second if you took out the Irish horses. Second if you take out all the Irish horses. So here's his chance. That's the worst comment yeah, no, I've ever heard in a long time. Um, I think Tom Hill will like this. He's he's obviously yeah. the freshest. Roxana um, is here as well. I think yeah. our form of three miles has been excellent, but we're so disappointed with her at Cheltenham. Um, but maybe she's just not all that. Um, she looked like she was going to look. She should really come back this season. But if Beacon Edge turns up, he's a really interesting runner. I think he just didn't get home. And, and getting this three miles is different. It's it's you know it's more probably the pace they go at Cheltenham and and that run that run between the last two that's what finds you out for stamina uh, and it's not quite the same here. I know we said earlier in the two and a half mile race that horses did be knackered coming to the end, but a lot of them are two milers who who go there. Whereas Beacon Edge probably you know he'd probably get it three miles, but. He was just found out. It's not. He was fought. He, you know, he was just outstayed by him. I didn't quite get it. Yeah. I think get it here. You know, uh, he'd be very, very interesting. Well, I suppose time, time Hill having not gone to Cheltenham is is the one here. Um, is he favourite or is he second favourite? He's his favourite. He's whether he's fit enough, isn't it? Because he did have that setback. I don't be making excuses already now. <laughs> yeah, I won't try and make, it. And make excuses. Yeah, look, I think um, I I think it's I think it's Time Hills race really. If Beacon Edge turned up, I would be I I'd be starting to have a think about it. But I think Time Hill is quite a classy animal. Um, you know, we, we know that Albert Bartlefarm from last year is quite good. Monkfish latest exhibition, none of them have let us down. Time Hills ran great races, and I think this will suit them better than the Ascot race did. Um, and yeah, he would be the best for me, but I would be starting to have a think about things if Beacon Edge turned up. Yeah. Um, time ill for myself. I can't desert I can't desert the horse. I think he'd be even better suited by entry, even though he's not my knack. He's probably my next best. Uh, next best. Stephen, what do you fancy for this one, bud? Yeah, no, I like Tiny. He was probably going to be one of my main bets at the, the festival before his little problem. Oh, Steve, here comes Izzy. Izzy's watching now. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think she's gone for? Paisley Park. Yeah, it'd be Paisley, wouldn't it? It'd be Paisley. Yeah. Stephen, is it? The thing with Paisley, I think it's such an incredibly hard race. His usual flat spot and he had, had the kitchen sink thrown at it. As <sighs> a try and cut down Florian Paul, I can't believe he's going to be at his absolute peak after such a tough run. Um, I can't believe he's going to actually going to be better, better shape for this, especially on faster ground. Um, Side of Burley. He deserves plenty of, plenty of respect. He's such a consistent sort. 7-2 is a bit skinny for me, and he comes here after an equally tough race. Roxana, I, I think she's had enough chance this level for me. It's, yeah. it's, he's done the worst for the hiccup. The only worrying thing for me is Dickie, Dickie Johnson ain't going to be riding him. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Is he suspended? Is he suspended? 
Have you been sleeping? <laughs> um, that goes for Nate River as well. Like, he's got, he, I get a rapport with his horses, don't they? Especially certain jockeys, but um, that might yeah. be a, that might be the downside of the title. But I think he's going to be coming in this race the freshest animal in the field. So he's had that three week gap where the others had them tough races, you know. So that's right. What's Andrew, what about yourself for this one, buddy? Yeah, I see Izzy's comment saying that Paisley Park be race fit, but if Emma Lavelle didn't have him race fit, even I know he missed a cleave hurdle, but that that's <laughs> that's malpractice. That's the definition of malpractice if he said he wasn't quite fit. Um, like you know, he could have taken a page out of Nicky Henderson's book and you know, t- t- pulled uh pulled something out of the out with him and, and maybe get him a gallop around Newbury or something or, or maybe the cover, the, yeah. Now, yeah, if the if the if the BHA were semi confident, they would have they would have had the race at Warwick when when they actually had had a Wednesday card that went ahead there. But look, that's a story for another day. Um, what I will say though with Paisley Park in terms of RPRs, because I do like going back to them. Um, Ooh, you love since a good his, after, yeah. since Sorry, would you prefer an RPR over an official rating? It, it kind of it's, it's circumstantial. The RPR gives you the rate that they ran to on that certain day in those set of circumstances, uh, which are kind of Andy ratings. Sorry, when are you going to publish the Andy ratings? Oh, they're in, <laughs> they're up here. They don't they don't come out. The yeah. Andy ratings. So look, I I I feel with with Paisley Park though, um, like I know you, you can mention the whole race fit or or for whatever is really wrong with him, but if you look through his form since the defibrillating heart issue. He's had an RPR 165 and he's beat by Time Hill. He matched that RPR 165 when he beat him by a neck. And he actually ran to 165 again in the stairs hurdle. He just bumped into a really progressive six-year-old that was, wasn't was going to be stopped on the day. And, you know, like, pay, like Sawyer de Berlay, who who's probably running for his whole career with, with an eye on the next day, uh, or i.e. the pretense, qual- the pretense hurdle, he, he's, he's enjoyed the whole season. You know, without having an eye on the pretense hurdle, and mm. you know he he's beaten Paisley Park, and you know if they were to both run on Saturday, like like the RPRs tell you, I don't see why Paisley Park, as a nine-year-old on his fourth run this season, should improve past even sorry to bear lay. And with that said, you take the track into account. Like Emma Lavelle has never ran Paisley Park at entry. Um, now, obviously, there was one year there was to the fibrillating heart, but another year, like they could have ran him in, at Aintree two years ago, and they opted not to. They opted to give him the season off. Time Hill, runs. Yeah, Time Hill. If I'm, if I do recall, Time Hill did go to Aintree as a, he as did. a yeah, he did. He did. And he, yeah, so you like it's just you know that I think that kind of explains everything. Like I don't see he, he actually didn't go to Aintree actually. Time Hill. I'm just looking here. Um, but you know he's missed Cheltenham. Well, it was abandoned last year. So. Oh, it was abandoned. Yeah. yeah well, abandoned. Oh, one, yeah. Right? Yeah, and it was abandoned. It was abandoned due to COVID. Out of abandoned due to frost. Ah. <laughs> oh. um, I was just thinking, Albert Barley. I was thinking, did he? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think there, but no. Look, like I think the RPRs in this particular case, they tell you that Paisley Park is consistent, and that's what he is. That he's he's. He's run to an RPR 165. Now, will 165 win him this? Jury's out. Um, but I don't see him beating Sawyer de Berlay with that said, if they both were to match their form from, from Cheltenham. Now, I think I would go with Time Hill. Will, like, if he's none the worse, he, he is absolutely the one to beat at this course. Uh, but the one I will just give a quick mention to is Dale Corr. Um, he was 
very unlucky, in my opinion, not to beat Sam's profile at Gowron last time out. That was his first try at three miles. Um, he had been chasing with little, yeah, he was chasing with little success before that. But he did beat Monkfish as a um, as a novice last year. It was in 2019, but you know he he ran really really well in the Galway hurdle. Um, I and I think that he didn't turn into a beast of a chaser. Really, yeah, yeah, he was afraid of fences, but um, he's he's achieved plenty in his in his career anyway. And, and that run behind Sam's profile was a pretty good effort. Um, and as I said, if it wasn't for the faller at the last, I think he would have won. Um, so with that said, I think a twenty to one if he runs, he's he's far from a certain runner. Um, but he's he's way overpriced if if he does turn up. Uh, and that he'd be my selection if he does run. Who ran in the Galmoy? Because it was who was who was second in it? Uh, Dale Dale Corp was second. Sam's profile won it, and yeah. then it was six shooter. They were well clear six shooter though. Yeah, but they were they walked over the line, didn't they? They, like they were, but like that, he's that was his first. Like he's had he's had plenty of time to get over that now, and yeah. um and like they didn't go to the stairs hurdle. I feel for that reason, um, but. Go on. No, go on, go on, go on. No, it's just about to say it's a real pity that Florin Porter wasn't here because I would have loved to see him around Aintree. Yeah, I think he'd really enjoyed it around here. Um, and I like it, it's been a hard one to go through. Like I just, you know, I, I sort of looked at the ones who who had jockeys on them and then Beacon Edge uh, because you don't know who's going to turn up because Irish Deco was in here. Can he afford to mention? He's always a non-runner. That's my Always a non-runner. You know, you always and he's always worth the best because you'll always get your money back. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so selections in that time hill for myself. Next best of the pet festival, Andrew. Lindor Easter egg for you have here. Um, no, time hill. I if he um, if Dale Core doesn't run, otherwise I'll be back in Dale Core. I couldn't believe how posh you sounded then, a Lindor. Easter egg. Can you not tell you no? Oh god. Declan, yours is um I look I think it's time Hills race, so we will be interested in Beacon Edge if he turned up, but you know, you're hoping I don't think no me'd send them if he didn't come out of Cheltenham well. So I think if he does send them, you know, he's worth consideration. But if if he's not here, it's time hill. Yeah. Stay yourself. Yeah, I like Tarnell, but I also agree with Beck about being you know, like a seriously good animal until the old stamina, the old fuel tank emptied a uh, different track. I yeah. I still think he's going to struggle to get home, but he's probably going to get a little bit further, you know? Well, I, I, I think you have to remember, he, he could well have thrown in the towel. And I believe horses, they, they throw in the towel when they know they're not going to win. He could mm. well have thrown in the towel when he seen he wasn't getting the if he's held on to a bit longer as well, you just you get you go to three out in that race. There was nothing going better. That includes the winner. Yeah, he, oh, I disagree. He, he look, he, he travelled beautifully into the race, but I, I think maybe you, you could say that. And I do think horses when they know they can't, they're gonna lose. They, I think sometimes they just stop. He could have thrown in the towel when when Flora and Porter stopped getting closer, and he just said, "Fuck this." <laughs> I meant on the eye, Andy. I know, like, count how many times Danny Mullins showed Florian Porter to whip, though. He didn't show him, but, but you know what I mean, though. 
did travel well. Danny Mullins should have um, stood up on the horse like that Arabian jockey did in the week. Yeah, I stuck that on Twitter. That would have, uh, that yeah. would have been great. He should have done it. It was, it was going over, going down. He used to sign an autograph to the cameraman and everyone. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Danny Mullins had one conversation with me and he popped his cherry at Cheltenham. Yeah, he go. did. Yeah. You, you just spread that um, good luck, don't you, Deck? <laughs> spread you the luck. Spread it. Well, you've give, you, hopefully you'll give it to me because you've said that Abacadabas won't stay and so has Andrew. Um, but hopefully I can. he'll just prove you wrong tomorrow, hopefully. Um, right, that wraps it up, guys. Thanks for joining me tonight. Cheers, Andrew. Oh, hold on, hold on. Andrew's going to give something. Is it a Lindor chocolate egg? <laughs> I wish. Now, I just want to give one quick mention to a horse and a fox hunters tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Go I'm gonna 30 be seconds. I'm going to be cancelled now. No, it's uh, some man um, with Barry O'Neill riding. He was really impressed with Down Royal last time out on on good ground. Uh, Ex-Paul Nichols, uh, only an eight-year-old, so quite ex uh, unexposed to the discipline. And I think he'll go really, really well in the Hunters tomorrow at Aintree. And I, I, can I just say, don't, don't, I know Eileen Dover is the favourite, but don't discard where's Maud where's gone uh, in the bumper tomorrow. Uh, she did be in her point to point, she did be, um, the horse who won the maiden hurdle on Saturday at Fairy House sold, sold something. Um, you know, nice price could be in the good each way, better and a horse going forward. So look forward to you'll always be able to find mod, she won't be gone anywhere if you stick her in the tracker. <laughs> oh, she, yeah, she went into the tracker, that's it, that's it, gone. <laughs> the tracker of death. And that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. Um, we've had a good nice little chat tonight thanks lauren thank you to izzy there and thanks to everybody else who's watched watch tonight including the likes of reggie the likes of anthony cousins who's been there he's probably been running tonight hasn't he anthony yeah he probably has thanks to adam gennard thanks to reggie i think i've already mentioned him haven't i uh yeah thanks to lee yeah. amaretto and lots of the others who've been joining in tonight matt cat he's probably opened that um, nice bottle of red tonight that's nice for uh, for him um and hopefully we've picked you some winners there we'll be back on friday where we'll be have, going through the whole of the grand national card uh sorry not the whole cards just the grand national we'll be taking 10 horses each and giving you a little summary on each one of the horses um so tune into that on friday and we will see you all then cheers lads see you boys Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.